Hello, friends, and welcome to a holiday episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's me, Patrick, here in beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia. There's a light smattering of snow on the ground. Uh, meanwhile, way out west, where the buffalo roam, uh, and the wheat grows very tall uh, and firmly, uh, <laughs> is, Ju is Justin Anderson. My God. Just <laughs> Justin <laughs> Uh, how the fuck are you? It's been a couple. It's been a couple weeks, my friend. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit. Just been uh, sitting here watching Twitter, watching Reddit, praying. I, I haven't been praying. Who am I kidding? But I've been watching for Blue Jays news, and there hasn't been any. Um, nothing related to signings, anyway. I've been watching all the highlights of Vladdy hitting piss rockets and winter ball, which have been which has been fun. But besides yeah. that, that's really all the. Uh, all of the news we've had lately about anything player related uh, in terms of baseball so yeah it's been boring <laughs> yeah well, he, what's wild to me about the whole vladdy thing is he's hitting 355 in the dominican league which is still outstanding that is still uh, professional class. baseball players in that league yeah yeah i would say it's at least on the level of triple a if not you know quadruple a as far as mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh talent and ability uh certainly a pro league what's crazy to me is like watching him hit these absolute rockets and I, I i don't want to say that his launch angle thing has been figured out but like everything that he hits is like <laughs> it's like 10 feet off the ground but it, it travels like 300 feet yeah so i'm kind of scared of what's going to happen when the regular season for mlb starts and he's just start starts hitting these absolute rockets that are going <laughs> to they're not going to bounce or anything. They're just going to be 10 feet off the ground going a hundred miles an hour. Long and then they're going to hit the wall. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're all going to hit the back wall and like blow a fucking hole through the, the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like a, kind of like a wily coyote hole in the wall where Vladdy's ball. Goes yeah. There's going to yeah. be a baseball sized hole in, <laughs> in the, in the walls at the Rogers center, uh, which is hopefully where they're going to be playing this year. Yeah. But, uh, before we get into speculation, there's not too much news to talk about folks, but, uh, you can still find us on all of your major podcast outlets. Uh, we'll start off though, by saying you can follow us on Twitter at BFMD podcast. We're on anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, or YouTube play, whatever the hell it's called. Now <laughs> tune in stitcher we're all over the place coming at you from every side uh including sideways uh upside down and inside out that's a reference to some old 90s hip-hop uh so check us out during the holidays uh i know the episodes haven't been uh as fresh lately but that's because there's nothing to talk about and after writing you know, reading the like 15th straight, should we trade Randall Grichik article? <laughs> I just kind of said like, maybe we just need to chill yeah. and just wait because uh, Hwanjin Ryu signed on December 27th. That's uh, very true. So, yeah. Little, so, I mean, like Christmas say present. Exactly. It was great. It was great to open up that package uh, on uh, the 27th. But everybody just, just hold the line. Uh, we're still going to get into grading the bullpen at some point it's just not a priority because there's just guys we need a break because when this thing comes back we're gonna it's gonna be every week at least and you're gonna get sick of hearing from us so just let us take a break come on i'm getting my dms are going nuts no they aren't 
quiet as quiet as a tomb. Yeah, but, let's well, uh, let's 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 talk about some stuff. Like there are a yeah, few things we can talk let's about. Let's get in there. Take it. Take know, it away, Justin. I know. Um, I've been. I was following this this week here. Uh, just some kind of good news in the baseball world. Or Jonathan Davis kind of uh, gave back to the community. So, um, he's from Arkansas, uh, and he lives there now with his uh in Missouri with his wife and his young daughter. But uh, he uh he partnered with Major League Baseball to host uh, a play ball like drive through event in Columbia, uh, in Missouri there, and he actually or Mississippi, sorry, um. Is that Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi, I think. I don't know. What's M-I-S-S? Is that Mississippi? I don't understand the states. Yeah, that's M-S is Mississippi, isn't it? Okay, so maybe that's Missouri. Who knows? Somewhere. Whatever Columbia is. I don't understand how they don't write out the full state in these articles. But anyways, um, what they were doing is hosting a drive-through baseball clinic to give out bat and ball sets to, to kids. So... That's uh, that's kind of a, a play ball initiative uh, that Davis was doing. I mean, he, he talked about how when he was uh, when he was a kid, um, baseball is such a big thing to him, and he knows that a lot of kids aren't really able to, to have access to the game. So doing this is able his way of giving back. And he talked about how he knew a lot of kids in his community who were stronger, faster, smarter, and better athletes than him. Um, he said you lose you lose a lot of them to different things as they grow up. A lot of them fall by the wayside, but he says it's in me to go back one day and bridge that gap. Uh, he hopes that him and his work can create opportunities for others, and he said he points to his family and their support as the reason for his own success, so he's trying to do that for other kids. It's just nice to see um, baseball players, especially guys like Davis, who really aren't like everyday major leaguers, give back in these ways when they, they don't have to. It's just something they do with the goodness of their own hearts. One thing I, I love about the uh, uh, about Blue Jays players in general, doesn't matter how many games they play with the team, it uh, doesn't really matter, you know, what level they play at. There, there always seems to be this element of uh, professionalism mm-hmm. and charity that we see from all of our players. I know it's, it's, it's everywhere in the league. It's kind of the nature of the game in 2020, but... Uh, Jonathan Davis is the kind of player that you root for and you always want to see succeed. And it's, it is a shame that he hasn't been able to, uh, to turn it into something a little bit more successful so far, uh, with the Jays organization. But, you know, like you've always said, you, you never quit on the athlete. So never quit on the athlete. Yeah. He's, you know, he's still a part, very much a part of the team and, uh, you know his his 2020 wasn't actually too bad. He hit 259 no. in 13 games uh, with Jays. Uh, he still got the wheels, uh, although he didn't really get much of a chance to steal. Uh, one home run, six ribbies. Um, he might he might be somebody we want to pay attention to. Uh, let's see let's see what 2021 uh, brings for Jonathan Davis. Well, he he's our fourth outfielder right now. Him and Derek Fisher are going to battle for yeah. playing time behind the starters, but Davis is definitely a, a late innings defensive replacement for a Guriel or a Grichuk that or for a Hernandez. That's for sure. Uh, it, so. it was nice to see though. Uh, it, looking back at um, his 2020, in fact, he was able to get some games in. He did only get 34 plate appearances, but mm-hmm. hitting 259 is a good way to start it off because it he had had such a hard time 
in 2018 and 2019 at the plate. Yeah. So hopefully we get to see a little bit more of him doing that. Uh, and he's a great fielder. So, yeah. Bring cool. it on. Next up, we've got uh, Charlie Montoyo. Uh, Keegan Matheson was talking with Charlie. And one of the things that he quote, that Charlie was quoted as saying, uh, because Charlie's been on all of the all the phone calls, all the meetings, and they're trying to convince these free agents to come to Toronto. And this is Charlie's quote. He says, I feel like when those calls are over, I've got to go run five miles because I'm so excited about our team and the people that I work for. So, I mean, we're all familiar. I mean, Charlie's, Charlie's always a very positive guy. Um, and I think that that really helps the team when it comes to luring these free agents here because he's so upbeat, pumped about the future. He's been like a a triple a player development bench coach throughout his whole big league career leading up to Toronto. So he knows what it's like to watch young players grow and develop. And the fact that he's got these studs on his team, like Vladdy Bo, Kevin Biggio, Nate Pearson, etc., who are just kind of coming into their own um, with less than a full season of big league baseball under their belts due to the shortened season here. Um, he can see what they can become and what he knows like this team is going to be crazy for years to come. So trying to lure these free agents, I think that positivity is, is hundred percent genuine. Uh, do you have any opinion on, on Charlie? Do you think he's just talking to his ass here? Is there actually reason for him to be excited? I think there is. I think it's at some point, you know, the shoe is going to drop when it comes to free agency signings and Charlie has been right in, you know, right through the thick of it when it comes to talking to players and, and being a part of, you know, the face of the organization or the, you know, the forward facing part of it that uh, is sold to players. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he is kind of a guy who has, you know, one foot in analytics and the other foot in, you know, uh, standard traditional managing, there's a lot of appeal to play for a guy like Charlie. He came right out of the Tampa Bay organization, which is, <laughs> you know, begrudgingly we have to give them respect and say like they're the oh, cream of the crop when it comes to managing and they're very good you know, at their development. Yeah, uh, it's not traditional baseball. It's not uh, your guy plays X inning. You know, you, you want your starter to go six innings every game or whatever. You know, they play to win the game, and you know, for the most part, the the, the Rays are the toast of the AL East, and they're the guys we're going to be chasing uh, for years to come. So. You know, that's where Charlie comes from. And yeah. that's what he's going to bring to this team as well. And Shapiro and Atkins have done a hell of a job building this team. And I I don't know, man. There, there's a lot of cause to be excited. We're just going to have to be patient and wait. The next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting. And there's a lot of players on the board who could change this team from, you know, being 75 to 85 wins to being a team that could, compete for a division title. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Mark Shapiro, he, he was quoted as saying, uh, because we're so young and because we're in a relatively big market, we can consider the largest impact free agents. He did, he did say that it doesn't have to come in the form of one elite player. It could come in the form of adding three or four really good players this winter, either through trade or free agency. I'm I'm with him there. I mean, one really elite player would be great. Like adding a Springer or a Lemayhi or a Bauer type player this year. This year in free agency would be awesome. But adding like a handful of of of, of middle tier free agents would be probably the most impactful thing over the course of a long season. 
I mean, if you say you sign Trevor Bauer, he pitches for you 30 to 35 times. Um, whereas a, an impact reliever or an impact bat can play every day or every second day in the form of a relief pitcher. What are your thoughts on that, Patrick? Are you looking to add one big guy or a bunch of uh, more like medium level players? I never like investing resources solely in one player. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can go a number of different ways. Uh, Sometimes it pans out like Josh Donaldson. Sometimes it doesn't pan out. Or Honjin, yeah. Or sometimes when you acquire a player through either free agency or trading, uh, you know, they come to you and they're just, they don't quite hit that peak that they were at before. Take, for example, yeah. Jose Canseco uh, or Frank Thomas when he, he was with the Jays. That being said, Frank Thomas, one of my five favorite players of all time. Love the big hurt. I just wish he had gotten a chance to really kind of show what he's made of when he was in Toronto. But that's a whole separate topic. <laughs> I like the idea personally of three, four, five really good players getting signed. Instead of spending $30 million on Trevor Bauer, imagine spending $15 million of that on getting, you know, either Michael Brantley or uh, who is a freak. Uh, oh, my brain is cramping right now. Uh, investing in like a Jackie Bradley Jr., he wouldn't command $15 million, but like, you know what I'm getting yeah. at as far as yeah. like. Uh, very good outfielder who can kind of solidify that and give T. Oscar the, the full DH and then take the other 15 million and throw the money at Brad Hand and Blake Train and, and uh, you know, whatever Liam it costs to get Liam Hendricks. And then all of a sudden you've got the best bullpen uh, in the division with those three guys joining you automatically. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, Ken, well, I guess Ken Giles isn't really a factor, but he won't be at all. No. Tommy Johns. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, we need a reliever. I yeah. think Brad Hand is the best option, and I wouldn't say he's elite, but he's a left-handed reliever. Yep. I just think you know, you take that thirty million that I just described, or thirty million worth of salary, and make trades or sign the, the agents, and then all of a sudden your team goes from being uh, deep and and okay to being very deep and very difficult to beat especially in late innings yeah that's my wish list man for sure no and i think uh we went out and signed some big names this week too patrick you're forgetting all these big players we signed to minor league contracts with invitations to spring training (laughs) former blue jay infielder richard urania he back on a minor league deal outfielder forrest wall who was in our minor league system he's back on a minor league deal and first baseman yeah. Tyler White, who I've never heard of before, but apparently he's a first baseman. Uh, he's on a Marley <laughs> deal as well, too. I'm going to look him up right now so I can actually talk about him. Uh, well, while you're talking about him, I want to talk about Richard Urania. You go for uh, it. Yeah, Richard Urania. It's nice to have him back in the organization. Uh, he is, excuse me, he's still not as old as you think he is. Uh, there's still time for him to figure it out he is 24 years old he'll turn 25 in at the end of february so when he reports to spring training he'll still be a possibility um yeah there's just there's a lot man he's playing he's currently playing in the dominican winter league uh he plays on i think it's pronounced gigantes i uh, that's just my idiot you know uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> English speaking uh, mouth trying to pronounce something that uh, clearly I have no business trying to pronounce. Uh, but still, uh, 2019 was a great year uh, for uh, Richard Arania, especially in AAA. He was a, he was great. He did everything that was asked of him. Uh, he hit 274. Uh, his 2020 was obviously a waste. Um, in the Dominican League uh, last year, he he was just a shade below hitting 300. He was great. Uh, he's currently hitting 263 in the 11 games in the Dominican Winter League. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to like about Richard Arena. He's a great he's a great shortstop, and he has versatility where he can play on second and third. Um, there's still time. He could end up being a good utility player. Um, he has been surpassed on the depth chart by a lot of players. Um, but, you know, don't count the man out just yet. Yeah. I, I think you said enough. I've, I've never been a fan of him, but <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to let my, my hatred boil through. But uh, I looked up Tyler White, and he had been playing with the uh, the Astros, who was the team who drafted him in, in 2013. He played parts of big league seasons over the course of 2016, 17, 18, and 19. Um He's got 26 career home runs and 860 plate appearances. He's got a little bit of power. Doesn't steal any bases. Uh, he walks a decent amount, strikes out quite a bit, but his career average is 236. His best season came uh, in 2018. Over 66 games, he managed to hit 276 uh, with a WRC plus of 143 and a 1.5 war. Um yeah, mediocre at best. He's a right-handed first baseman, age 30 years old. He'll come in and try to make the roster in like a Travis Shaw type role, I think. Um, especially if the Jays are serious and they've said they're leaving the door open to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning that third base job back or at least playing some time there. That would open more time up for Ready to Les at, at first base and then they would therefore need a backup uh, infielder who could play first, which, and by getting rid of Shaw, we don't really have that right now. Um, so there is an opportunity for Tyler White to come in, have a strong, strong spring training, and maybe win that backup first baseman job. He's a right-handed bat, so he would slot in well with with Telez, uh, being a lefty. So we'll see. But I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting move. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's so much time to figure everything out that I, I'm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I do know that I have a wish list of things I want to happen since it's the holiday seasons. Justin, what's yeah. your holiday wish list? My holiday wish list? Oh man, I I know we need a pitcher. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but we need a starting pitcher. Yeah. I know yeah. the best guy on the market is a guy that we don't really want. Yeah. But man, could we use a guy who who could be a top of the rotation arm? My 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 biggest problem with Trevor Bauer, of course, is his personality. Um, but besides that, like he's had like really like like one really good season. It was this this shortened season. Like his career numbers aren't that great. I know it's like a what have you done for me lately kind of thing, which which he has been good. He's always been a strikeout guy over the past handful of seasons. But I mean. I don't know. Like for me, it's just personality weighs a lot for me. We've had some troubled personalities on our team before. And for a group of players who, who currently seem to be a pretty tight knit group, 
on this team. I don't know if you want to bring in somebody who could jeopardize that. Yeah. It's 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 just tough to say. I mean, like there's really no other really like great free agent pitchers who can come in and be what we need them to be. So I think the Jays have to explore the trade market. Um, by the end of January, we need to have added at least two starting pitchers with one of them being a number two or number three type guy behind Hengen Ryu. Whether or not they think that's Taiwan Walker as like a number three guy, I mean, that's always a possibility. He's still out there. But we'll see what happens. Might have to go after James Paxton after all and, and try and get him to be that number two, number three guy, which if he's healthy, he can be. Um, I'm going to say either Paxton or or uh, Taiwan Walker are going to be Toronto Blue Jays next season. I'm betting could on be one both. of them being signed. It could be both. You could, never know. Yeah. Both. So that would be number one on my wish list. Be a, a mid to top end starting, starting pitcher. Second on my list would be a left-handed outfield bat. Our left our outfield is all right-handed, except for Derek Fisher, <laughs> who I don't count because he's terrible. Yeah. And I hope he doesn't make the team. So we need a, we need a left-handed batter who can either play like DH or or outfield who can be in the lineup almost every day, just to just to be a presence in the lineup and, and give us an option off the bench or just to play against a right-handed pitcher instead of Randall Gritcher because he's not great against righties if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and then third on my list is a relief pitcher. Like uh, I, I think Brad Hand is who I want. Liam Hendricks would be great. But I think Brad Hand's a better fit for us. Man, I would absolutely love getting Brad Hand on this team. Just the quality. He's just such a great left-handed reliever, and he's he you know he's coming into his own. And I just I, we need it so badly. Like I, yeah, this team as is, we're missing so many pieces, especially when it comes to pitching. That I don't see us getting anywhere close to five hundred. Right now, I would say our team right. right now, we're looking at maybe at best 75 wins with this current team. And that's being very generous. Yeah, they're, we're a 500 team at best right now. That's that's like if everything goes perfectly well and nobody gets injured. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like perfect peak performance from everybody. Yeah. Maybe flirt with 500. But if we're going to compete, Man. if we're saying the window is open... We need at least two relievers <laughs> in that pen, one of which has to be left-handed. And then we need at least two starters, one of which should be left-handed. So, you know, y'all got any of those uh, James Paxtons out there? <laughs> y'all got any of them Brad Hands out there? How many Brad Hands are, are there? There's no Brad Hands growing on trees. Let's just sign, like, Every left-handed player we possibly can this season. <laughs> Just yeah, no, like that's that's how you win, man. Sign all the lefties. Give me all the lefties, all the left-handed relievers. A full bullpen of just nothing but left-handed relievers. <laughs> no, like the more I, the more I look at it, the more I want James Paxton. You know, like I know he's coming off of an injury prone or injury plagued season here he only pitched five times for 20 innings but i mean before that he had made at least 24 starts in the previous three years and his numbers have been really good obviously he no hit us one of those seasons um 
I don't know. I think we give him a chance to bounce back. Give him a three-year deal. The guy's like the guy's thirty-two. Give him a three-year deal. His birthday is in June. No, November. November. It's November sixth of eighty-eight. So he'll be thirty-three after this coming season. He just turned thirty-two. So I mean, he's still got some life left in that arm. We give him a three-year deal. We've seen we've seen ourselves give Jay Happ a, like a, a multi-year deal as a. 35 plus year old lefty so um yeah there i think james paxton's a guy we need, we need to get at this point i i haven't seen a lot of heat when it comes to the taiwan walker stuff things no. have gotten very quiet on that front there was a lot of excitement and hype on that and then it just kind of died that's not yeah. to say he, you know he won't sign we don't know yet but and i think uh, guys like that are gonna wait until the big names fall yeah, well, like, they, I think some players might actually be waiting, at least in part, to see what the Jays are doing. Because if they do end up picking up a couple of players, like a really good players, it's going to attract more players to sign in Toronto. Yeah, I think a lot of guys, like, they're waiting to see what money Trevor Bauer gets, too. Because they can use that as a negotiation piece. Because they can look and say, okay, a guy who has these these numbers compared to my numbers got this. So that means I am worth X, right? They can kind of play off what other free agents get in the market based off their own careers. So it's, it's a little bit of leverage for guys to wait for the big free agents to fall so they can see what the market is like. But we know that the market isn't moving right now because teams are hesitant to spend a lot of money because we don't know what revenue is going to look like because we might only have tv revenue right there's there's probably the season's not going to start with fans in stadiums at least not in smart areas uh, <laughs> we obviously saw some fans at the world series in texas but we know what people say about texas so uh, we won't get into that but uh <laughs> there's this there's not going to be a full stadium in 2021 likely anywhere in major league baseball just because of the way the the pandemic is still raging um so teams are very hesitant to spend because they're not going to have concession ticket in stadium like jersey revenue sales like they're not going to have any of that 50 50 revenue coming in like it's 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 mind-boggling how much revenue has fallen just because of the fact that we can't have thirty thousand fans in a stadium right like it's it's crazy but i don't know I just think we got, it's just like we are, we have to just keep waiting and seeing what happens. And like you said, with the Hanjin Ryu thing, I think we might see some action over the holidays here as guys try to solidify like, okay, spring training starts in like six weeks from today is when pitchers and catchers are going to report to Dunedin or wherever they are for their teams. And the players have said they're reporting on time, right? The the owners in Major League Baseball were trying to get them to agree to a shortened season again or push it back a bit. But the MLBPA said, hell no, we're showing up to spring training on time regardless of whether or not we're vaccinated or not. So the players are committed how, to going. I wonder how badly teams will suffer if there aren't any fans at all anywhere the whole season. I think quite a bit, man. I mean, a lot of teams did suffer massive financial losses, and that might be a factor i know trevor bauer's camp is claiming that it hasn't impacted their offers <laughs> yeah um, yeah i don't know if that's bullshit or not but what i can tell you is that it's a reality of 2020 and 2021 um 
look at the NHL and, and yeah. there are a lot of, there are still free agent players. And I mean, training camps are going to kick off soon, aren't they? Yeah. Cause they just agreed to a 56 game season in the NHL. So they're losing 26 regular season games uh, over the usual schedule. So this is, this is beside the fact, but can you imagine a timeline where Alexander Ovechkin misses his chance to score 895 goals to pass Wayne Gretzky because he had two short seasons. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think he still goes for it? I mean, he'll probably play as long as teams are willing to give him contracts, just like Yarmar Yager. Uh, at, at some point, though, he's probably going to want to return to Russia to play to to play out the rest of his years. We've seen it with with so many other stars. Like it's hard Kutarov to say because Ovi never he never started there, right? He came here right out of the draft. Like, I mean, yeah, but he's, he's still he's, his family. Yeah, but I don't know. He seems to me like he's never played for more than one team. He's always been a capital. Yeah. He just seems like that guy who's going to be a career NHLer and retire and probably just go back and maybe he'll coach somewhere in Russia. Who knows? I just want I just want to see him break Gretzky's record. Not because I don't like Gretzky. I I mean, Gretzky is pretty much universally uh, beloved yeah. by players and fans alike. But because it's been a long time since we've seen a player have that type of impact uh, in the record books. And I just want to see – I think Ovi could do it. He, he needs at least four more full years. But, you know, with two seasons now of shortened, I just don't, I don't want to miss out on Ovechkin breaking the record. And that's all, right. all I'm going to say about hockey. Last question for today before we wrap up. Yep. Within the next 11 days, it's December 20th today, so before the end of the year, yes or no, will the Blue Jays sign a player to a guaranteed major league contract, yes or no? Yes. I'm with you. I'm saying yes as well, too. December put money uh, 27th, 2019, we signed Juan Jin Ryu, uh, and it was around that point that the dominoes started to, uh, to sort of tip over. Yeah, when it came to free agency, and I think it's going to be the same thing within the next. I for I'm sure saying 11, Monday the 28th is my my date. I'm guessing Monday the 28th. Players are going to have their Christmas with their family. They're going to get a little drunk on rum and eggnog, have a heart to heart with their wife or their their significant other, and make a decision on who they're going to sign. That's what I'm predicting right now. <laughs> Some somebody one of the big names is going to sign for sure before the end of the year because they're going to want to have that security I think yeah. but also it you know the, I just think it's it's going to happen because it happened last year and it almost always happens around this time of the year and yes it's a, you know we're in a weird time the vaccine is on its way uh you, you know there there's some hope there's optimism and I think for Jays fans, we're going to get a little dose of uh, optimism ourselves before the new year. And I'm going to call my shot now. It's going to be Brad Hand. Okay. All right. I'm not going to get that specific, but I, I said that I, I gave a date. So that's that's my uh, my prediction. <laughs> I'm going to say it's I'm going to say it's Brad Hand. Okay. I, I I just think he fits with the team. So well, he's only 30 years old. They could throw five years, uh, 50 million at him, easy, and that's nothing. That's very, you know, it's a lot of money for an individual, but for the for a team, and for Rogers and for you know the Jays who are on an upswing, and they were going to be banking on 
a 30-year-old Ken Giles to be their mm -hmm. big guy. Yeah. Brad Hand fits into it well. And when Ken Giles recovers, maybe he comes back to the Jays too, and our bullpen just gets that much better. But I think Brad Hand is is the guy that we want to be taking a look at. Well, just, I know I know if yeah. you get this right, I'm never going to hear the end of it. So I kind of hope yeah. you are right. <laughs> I've, called, I've gotten I've gotten right on a lot of things. I've gotten wrong on way more things. Than I've <laughs> we all have been right wrong on way more things than this. But the ones business. the ones that I've been right on are were clutch. They were good. Yeah. Uh, so. Here's hoping uh, underneath our Christmas trees this year will be one fresh and ready Brad Hand. <laughs> That's a weird thing. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap it up there. So, I mean, I guess uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas, safe, uh, safe and healthy holidays. Keep your family safe. Don't gather in large groupings. Um, that's what 2021 will be for is reconvening with loved ones once we're all safely vaccinated by this uh by this whole vaccine deal that's coming just take it take it easy this year video chat lots of phone calls like i was just saying get lots of eggnog and ramen yeah whatever you gotta do just uh be safe everybody have a merry christmas happy new year if we don't talk to you before then but uh we'll be back as soon as there's something to talk about we will be on the mics you can rest rest assured we should also uh, we should uh, wish happy Hanukkah, yeah, uh, happy happy Tet, happy Kwanzaa, uh, Ramadan, uh, everything. Everybody out there, enjoy your holidays because yes. we love you. Take some time for yourselves, your families. Just rest up, but be safe about it. That's all for us. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. We'll be posting the episodes on Anchor, where they'll be streamed to Spotify, iTunes. Google Podcasts, and every other podcast provider that we can possibly be on. Give us a review. Send us your questions. If you think that we're dead wrong about our predictions of who is going to sign and when they're going to sign, let us know. Get mad at us. Tell us we're idiots. We don't mind. But everyone, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, it's been another full year of Bat Flips and Naval Dips. It's crazy that we've been doing this for, for two and a half years now, but we'll be rolling right into the 2021 season. Like I said, pitchers and catchers, six weeks from now, stuff's going to happen, and we'll be there every step of the way. Talk to you soon.